My name is Darren. Honored to be able to spend a little of Sunday with you. I want to just share quickly before we uh, jump into the word of the Lord today. 14 years ago, I was invited to a gathering of leaders in Kansas City. It was a random uh, connection with guys from all around the country. And there was one guy there in particular that I just felt just a drawing to. His name was Banning Leapshire. And at the time, he was a, a youth pastor at a church, a really unknown church in California, um, f- by all intents and purposes. And, and the Lord just told me, be a friend uh, to this man. And, and that was all he said. And so I was intentional um, from that moment on to just be a friend to him. And, and little did I know, or did he know, I think we all had dreams in our hearts, all the leaders at that gathering. Uh, but what we would see happen um, in the life of my friend. And his youth ministry began to, to, to really have an influence, not only in the city that he was planted in, but in the state and in the nation. And I, I can't remember exactly the date, but it was in Chicago. He ended up gathering over 20,000 people in a stadium um, there that was just a powerful, powerful experience. And so we've been friends over all these years. And he now planted and now pastors a church in Sacramento, California, uh, called Jesus Culture Church, and and it's just an incredible ministry in our nation. Um, But some years ago, he felt a leading to begin to gather some friends that are leading um, ministries within major cities of the U.S., because the sense was that we were going to begin to see moves of God happen in cities where God had never actually moved before. In fact, if you look at cities like New York and Los Angeles and South Florida region and, and other places within the United States, there's, there's, been, there's been big resistance in these cities uh, to what God is wanting to do, but now we're starting to see the grace of the Lord show up and begin to do things that, that we would only have dreamed of years and years ago. So. He started gathering some friends Um, about three years ago. We met in San Francisco. Last year it was held in New York. I wasn't able to go because I had an issue health-wise. But this year um, they've decided to host this event here with us at the harbor here in South Florida in April 2020. Come on. And... And I think that's significant uh, for several reasons. I think, I think it's significant that in a year of vision clarification, 2020, right, where all things come into perfect eyesight, right, that these friends that are, that are doing significant things around our nation are all going to be converging here in April. And um, it's, it's not a movement, it's not an organization, it's not a network, it's simply called Friends and Cities. That's what it's called, it's just the name of of guys that are hungry for God, that are laying their lives down in cities all across our nation, Uh, many that you would know and many that you would never have heard of that that are really profound people in the Lord that we've come to love and we're so excited about this. So I want to introduce a friend to you, Amy, would you come up here for just a minute? Can we give it up for Amy Cudmore real quick? Now, what's awesome about Amy and her husband Darren and their family, we've known them for a long time because their son and our son went to school together. They've recently become a part of our community. And you know how you've just fashioned relationships over years and you never know it would come to a moment like this? We feel something very significant with this family. And when we were going to, uh, to help host this event... Um, we were just talking as a team, and we we're like, man, who could help us to, to pull this off? And instantly, Amy's uh, name came to mind. And so she's going to be in the lobby uh, to greet some of you, because we want to build a team that's going to just represent with excellence who we are as the harbor in terms of hosting these friends that are coming in. So say a quick hello. You had a call the other day with, with Brittany's uh, there in, in Jesus Culture, so tell us a little bit about that. Okay. Hello, everyone. Um, It's really simple, actually. Jesus Culture is handling all of the big details, but they need us to kind of be on the ground helping out. So practically speaking, needs, we need um, decorations, um, whether you want to donate some or you want to let us borrow yours. (laughs) I promise you'll get them back. 
Um, so that's a need. We need some of that kind of stuff. Another need is time. We need some of your time um, for the event. The day before the event, it's a, the last Monday of April. So we'll need some time to help Brittany kind of... Um, gather supplies, set up the homes they're going to be um, providing for the pastors and their wives. So we need a Monday, and we need then the next Tuesday to help actually usher in these pastors and wives from all over the place um, to just walk into their homes, to just feel the love of Jesus and the refreshment of Jesus, both practically but mostly spiritually. You know, a time to rest and to be refreshed and gathered. So I need some time on that Monday and Tuesday from anybody who could clear their schedules. And I need supplies. So for decorations, if you want to meet me out in the lobby, we can talk about more details then. And I'll get your contact information and we'll take it from there. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome, Amy. Thank you. You know, I think... If you've ever gone over to someone's house or you've ever hosted someone, there's something very powerful about just giving your all in that moment, right? It makes someone feel loved. Do you agree? And that's what we want to do. We just want, these are people that are laying down their lives in cities that are taking major hits. I, I know, I know the things that these friends are walking through and to come in and just have a couple of days where they're getting encouraged, they're getting to, to share some life with others that are in their sphere of leadership. It's, it's, it's a real, real blessing. And we want them to walk away and go, my God, the Harbor Church, they know how to love well. And so go see Amy, please, if you got that decor, hospitality, servant, just edge on your life, see her. We, we just want to build an army that will come and help us for those days. I know it's a ways out, but we want, to, we want to really represent well. So what an amazing Sunday last week, right? It was awesome. Come on, let's give it up to the Lord. It was an amazing Sunday here at the harbor. We were out in Wyoming for my, my grandmother's 100th birthday which was incredible. I want to put a picture of me and Wendy with her. It was awesome. And actually that Sunday, we were driving um, uh, to, to go to where we were going, and we were listening to Brian, and man, I was just like cheering on in the car. I was like, man, listen to what he said. This is awesome. Like he was, you know, just, it was such a beautiful message from the heart. We were watching the worship. And isn't it incredible that we have such an amazing team? Could we get up to Jesus for the amazing team? that is here. And we just had, we had a really, really um, special time there in, in Montana. We flew in uh, to that area. She lives right across the border in the, in, in the Wyoming area, right on the eastern entrance to Yellowstone Park. It's, wow, it's just, every time I go out there, I'm like, my goodness, God, like this is what I grew up in. This is what I got to experience my whole life and took so much of it for granted, right? But it was such a beautiful moment. And there's some some things that I felt on this trip that I actually want to share with you. I think I told um, some of you, my grandma, she's, she's not taking any medications. She lives completely independently. And I want to show you this photo. She actually still drives. It's, it's, it's incredible. I'll show you this photo. She still drives. It's amazing. Still drives. I want to challenge you guys. Who else's grandma is 100 still riding horses? Come on, somebody. It's amazing. So you can take that down. That's scary. All right, move that from grandma. All right. But that was, no, for real. She was, she was in the 4th of July parade in Cody, Wyoming, 99 years old when that photo was taken. Can you imagine that? What is, she wore us out. We had, we had not just one birthday party. We had three birthday parties. On the last one, she was standing up and giving bows and thanking everybody. It was so amazing. It was, it was so much, so much fun. But when I was there, you know, when you're looking at someone who's lived a hundred years, you know, you, there's just some reflection that was going on in the inside of me. I was thinking of like all that this woman has done in her life and, and the, the tribute to her over the course of that weekend was beautiful, but I was like, oh, she even deserves so much more. I was even looking at the, the letter from the governor. She had a signed letter from the governor of the state of Wyoming congratulating her for turning 100, but I was still like, man, she deserves more. 
for what she's done. And in that pondering moment, I was thinking and just talking to God, and he's like, Darren, in my heart, in my heart as a father, over anyone and everyone who's ever been created, he said this to me. He said, nothing is ever forgotten, and everything will always be remembered in terms of expressions of love. You know, because someone asked me, Darren, what, was the, what do you think is the key to your grandmother's longevity? And besides eating organic her whole life um, on their farm, right, which, which was just super healthy and staying active. I remember my grandfather, 96, he passed away, but he was mowing the lawn at 94 with one of those push mowers with just the blade on it. I'm not talking electric with an engine. I'm talking one with no engine that you just push and the blade kind of goes. I mean, 96, he was, he was mowing the lawn with that thing, so staying active. But the thing about my grandmother was her positive attitude and joy and heart for other people. I have this video. Um, we, we're putting some stuff out more now on our Instagram and social media. Don't mind the filters on the pictures, young generation, right? Um, Savannah and my kids are helping me with all that kind of stuff. But anyhow, we're, there was this one video. Here she is at her birthday party picking up all the plates after other people. And I was just like, man, look at this woman. Incredible, incredible. There was a, a moment that I had, I think it was about 10 years ago, just to, just to give you a little backstory, and this is going to tie into my brief message, and then I'm going to introduce some friends in just a minute to talk to you and share some exciting things that are happening. But I was standing on my grandparents' property. Their parents settled that property as some of the first settlers in the state of Wyoming years and years and years ago. And you had to work the land, and if you could get the land to produce, then you were able to keep the land for free. And there was actually another family that had tried and failed on that same land. So they moved on to that land. Their parents took it over and began to produce fruitfulness, actually in a very dry and barren desert, high desert area, just across the border from Montana and Wyoming. And in this moment when I was on the land, none of my family at the time on my mom's side, save myself and my own mother, were following Jesus. And the Spirit of God came on me on that land. And I, I, I don't know if I've ever had a moment like this in my entire life where I began to pray, I began to intercede. There, something from heaven met me on that little piece of property and I began to join in unified intercession with my Father in heaven I believe for my family, because what began to happen after that moment is my grandmother came to Jesus, my grandfather, and we're talking in their 90s, came to know the Lord. In fact, one time we were out visiting, my grandmother was smiling. She said, Darren, I got a secret. I was like, what, Grandma? She said, I love Jesus. I was like, oh, Grandma, that's awesome. My aunt... Actually, both of my aunts, on my mother's sisters, only two sisters, have come to know the Lord. And when we were out on this trip, my uncle, who is the toughest cowboy I've ever known in my entire life, is softening to Jesus. Incredible things. And I was thinking, wow, Lord, you know, life at the end of the day is about people as Ryan was sharing with us today. And so I was thinking about rewards. And I know there's a lot of thoughts about eternity, and there's a lot of mystery concerning eternity. I mean, there's thoughts that we may have, but we don't know for sure. There's not a lot of language in the Word of God of what it's going to look like. And so I was pondering, Lord, if everything's seen and everything's remembered... And there's lots of promises in your word as it relates to rewards, eternal rewards. Because that's what I was thinking about with my grandma. Like, she's lived 100 years. God, she's laid her life down for so many people, including myself and my brother and her other grandchildren. 
and, and, and what is in this for her? And, and the Lord directed me to 1 Thessalonians. I just want to show you this scripture, and then I want to give us a little three-piece little of revelation that I'd never actually seen before in the word of the Lord, and then we're going to pull this into what, we, what we're going to be doing this morning in terms of uh, some beautiful friends in our house and some new friends that are, that are moving here. But look what he says. These are the apostles, and they're speaking, and they say, after all, what gives us hope and joy? These are men that, that laid their lives down literally for the gospel of Jesus Christ and for the people. And look what they say. And what will be our proud reward and crown? Crown talking about authority. Reward talking about God giving them something for what they've done. As we stand before our Lord Jesus Christ when he returns, look what they say. It is you. When I read that, I was like, oh my God. What will be remembered? What will never go away for all of eternity? It's not even the, 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 the highlights of all the things that we've done. It will be the people that we've affected with our lives. And the authority that we'll have, I don't understand this fully, in, the, in, in, the, in the, the, the age to come, and the reward, I don't know what this is all going to mean or look like as it relates to our closeness with Jesus or the things that we're going to be doing for all of eternity. But what I do know is it's tied to the moment that we have right now to impact the lives of other people. They said, in fact, the one thing that's going to be our hope and our joy when Jesus comes back is the people that we've been able to touch. So just quickly, I want to show you something in Matthew chapter 10 that ties into this. How do we actually see that happen? Because I feel like, if I could submit this, I feel like things are being positioned in our house with our staff, with our leadership team, with the members of this body that is positioning us for a grace that's already beginning to visit us, that's going to give us favor with people that do not know God in this region, that have the eyes of the Lord have been found upon them, and and we are getting positioned along with a lot of other friends in the region, to see a harvest unlike anything South Florida has ever experienced. I believe that we are on the verge of a move of God that we've been praying for, believing for, that others have prepared the way for for a long, long time. So what does that look like? Look with me at Matthew chapter 10. Just three scriptures and then we're going to be done. I just want little verses in this portion of scripture. Look what Jesus says. This is out of the mouth of Jesus. This is a profound statement, the first one that he says. He says, anyone who receives you receives me. And anyone who receives me receives the Father who sent me. Now, I don't know if you catch this like when I saw it how I how my heart was moved but I was like my goodness this is crazy like the revelation of the father it 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 just doesn't come to the people or even the revelation underneath the father of Jesus just doesn't come to the people there's 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 a, a a working of God in the earth through his body Jesus is the head, but through his body, where as people are able, by the grace of God, to receive who we are, fashioned in Jesus, they're able to receive the Lord himself. So I was thinking about that. I was like, God, give me more grace. Put more favor on my life that when I'm around other people, 
there'll be a fragrance that is beautiful to them that they will long to receive it. Why am I saying that? And why was I given the story of my family in, in Wyoming when I, you know, that, that I'm seeing now blossom in the things of God after all these years? Because when I first got saved, I wasn't very attractional to this part of my family, if I were to be honest. I was zealous, I was sincere, but I didn't carry a lot of maturity, and there wasn't degrees of humility that Ryan was mentioning that I needed in my life to, in that maturity to put off a fragrance that actually was drawing people to me. I really believe that we're in a moment where many of us have been preparing for a long time to actually be put on display, where people go, man, who are you? What do you carry? There's something about your life. I can't describe it. I don't know what's going on here as I'm sitting with you. Please explain this to me because it's not translating to my human brain. There's a positioning right now of the church in the earth that is gonna have a significant grace upon her that is going to draw, people are going to be, if you look at Jesus wherever he went, people were clamoring to just get around this man. It was incredible to watch. It was incredible to see. He had to run and hide sometimes. He had to pull back. He had to get in boats just to escape the crowd. There was something so attractional about the Lord. And I love, and I want to qualify this. He never compromised who he was to be attractional to, to the world. He never compromised within the world system and the way the world worked. He was fully God in his essence. He was a perfect reflection of the Father, and people were hungry for that. I want to submit that I think the more we get a hold of who God is versus even the relevance to this world, if you will, man, there is going to be something that's going to be set into motion. Now then he goes on quickly, I want to just get to this real fast. He says, if you receive, this is profound, a prophet is one who speaks for God, you will be given the same reward as that prophet. But then he says, if you receive righteous people because of their righteousness, you will be given a reward like theirs. Now when I read this, I was like, wow. That is a beautiful verse to follow up the first one because he's talking about favor that we're going to be given and Jesus being revealed through our lives and then as Jesus is revealed through us, the Father will be known. But then he gives some practice on how we get there and it's both this, the exercise of the gifts that we carry along with the nature of Jesus that resides on the inside of us as well. And I find there's dichotomy oftentimes in our lives between both of those things coming and converging at a moment to actually bring us into the first verse that I read that God has destined for all of our lives. It's not just about our gifts, but it's not about our gifts being absent either. It's about the gifts coming together with the essence of the nature of Jesus that we actually carry. We were listening to, this is no slam on the church, but we were listening to a podcast on our vacation. And man, some very gifted people talking about all these elaborate things. But I wasn't hearing the essence of Christ coming forth in their conversation. And I was very concerned. I was like, man, there's a lot of deconstruction happening here from all of their eloquent language that is coming from a very gifted place. But where's the nature of Jesus in this conversation? And I feel like the fragrance that we're going to carry is gifts on display with his nature fully on display. Now, trust me, that is a very painful plot process to walk out. Because God is going to, he's going to go deep in our hearts. Because the gifts come on the front end and they're without repentance. But the nature fashion comes over process and time comes over breaking. And I believe that when we're dead men and women carrying the beautiful gifts of God, we'll put off a fragrance that no one can deny. The last one is this, verse 42. I love this verse because he's, he's drilling it down even a little deeper. He says, and if you give even a cup of cold water to one of the least of my followers, 
you surely will be rewarded. To give context here, when he's saying least of my followers, he's talking realms of maturity. Someone that is just beginning their journey in understanding who Jesus is and who the Father is and manifesting the nature of that reality. And I was like, oh Lord, here's a key for us. Here's a key for us as we move forward in what the Lord has. It's having the eyes to see and the obedience to meet the felt need of the ones that God is going to bring across our lives. Please hear me as I have Spencer and Amanda come join me on the stage. We're gonna put some chairs up here real quick. Cold water, he's not talking about that as like a firm illustration. He's not talking about that literally. When you're thirsty, we were out 10,000 feet above sea level, man, with no humidity. I was drying up like a prune out there. And, and, and there was, at night, I couldn't even open my mouth. I was so dehydrated, you know? And I was like, Wendy, water, water. At three in the morning. Wow, these are short stools. <laughs> I was like, whoa. That's a long ways down, boys. All right. <laughs> Sit with me. Um, but felt need. Like, we have to have eyes to see what the people that God is bringing across our lives are desperate for. And by the grace of God, be able to come and deliver love into that space of that felt need. Now, one of the areas that we really feel a calling to do this is among the generations. So old, medium, young, younger children, you know, across the generational span. And I wanna, if you guys, I think you know these friends, but these guys have been laying their lives down. Come on, for Spencer and Amanda. For the middle school and high school generation now for the last five years here, but you guys have been in youth ministry for how long now? So I've, I started youth ministry right out of high school, went into Bible college right out of high school in Northern Illinois, and started in junior high at 18, so 12 years of my 12 life. 12 years. Doing youth ministry, yeah. 12 years. Uh, ten, 10 years for me, I'm a little younger. And if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, you guys fell in love. We did. Doing youth ministry yeah. together yeah. in Chicago, yeah. right? Yeah, in the Chicago. So yeah. love was birthed in this heart for these other people, right? Between these two, and they end up getting married. And, and through a series of events, you guys went to, to school, Bible school with Shannon Adams, yeah. um, yep. who's a part of this community, Shannon Adams. Yeah. And I believe at the time, as you guys transitioned on here, Shannon was leading Harbor Youth at the she time, was. right? Yeah. She was. A cool God story is uh, she was on staff at our Bible school, amazing voice in our life, and through a wedding, like holy moment, the Lord said, you're about to do life with Shannon. And we were living up in northern Illinois, and I was like, either she's moving back, or our lives are about to be replanted. And it was a big faith step. Wow. And it was, it was powerful. Yeah, powerful. So Spencer's from Montana like I am. Come on, for the Montana guys in the house, come on. Uh, Amanda grew up in Indianapolis, but here they were in Chicago, outside of Chicago, going to Bible school, knew Shannon. Shannon was from down here. Shannon ended up moving to this place, and then God, through a series of events, brought you guys here. You worked with her in youth, and then you ended up taking over the youth ministry. Now, I, I, I want to celebrate something here very quickly, but, but very purposefully, like when Shannon took hold of, of the leadership, she really put like a, a foundational establishment over the youth that then Spencer and Amanda, as someone that she had been pouring into, now were able to grow and take everything to the next level. I, I think this is very significant because I think there's something about generational transference and increase in growth from one particular party to the next. Everything should be increasing. Are you following me? In fact, even as I've been watching my own son play football this year, which has been just a blast, I was like, Lord, why am I having so much fun? And he said, because it's a lot bigger joy to see your kids do what's in their hearts 
than just doing it yourself. And this, it's, it's such a beautiful thing. So we're looking to see people continually come up within this house like that, that, that God is going to be raising up over, over the years. So they took over the youth ministry and have just done a such, can we give a Lord a hand clap for these guys? Such a stellar job over these last five years and incredible. I, I've seen Spencer and Amanda weep with the deepest of sincerity over the hearts of these children that they're ministering to. But something cool is going on in y'all's life right now. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so this, this is such a tipping point season. I talk to people at work, I talk to people here at the harbor, and everybody, God is moving and shaking things in their life. And so, uh, just vulnerably, we're up here to like represent a piece of what that tipping point looks like, is changing our lives. So we've been processing for about a year, feeling the Lord leading us um, into something, and um, we don't quite know what that is yet, but what we, uh, what we want to share with you guys this morning as far as us um, in our announcement is we are actually going to be transitioning out of deep end. We're not leaving at all. We're not moving. We just bought a house. We give the Lord a hand clap for that. Yeah. So... I want to speak peace over every heart. We're not going anywhere. We're here, our roots. We actually had a meeting with Darren in January, and um, yeah, we just had said, you know, about this time, this is a, this is a moment where, you know, we're, we're feeling transitions start to be uh, kind of moved in our hearts. Amanda's going to share all the details of what that looked like, but we, we met with Darren on our couch at our home, and we just said, we feel like we're supposed to put roots even deeper, buy a house, um, steward, and be faithful with everything God said we're called to in this area. We met and fell in love, not, not just doing ministry, but believing for revival and for city transformation. Like, we were in, like, inner city areas, like, so, where there weren't a lot of inroads. That's where we fell in love. So, catch this. So, as they're feeling transition, they went deeper even in their establishment within this region through the purchase of a home. Like, they put, like, what I love about this couple and what I've seen is they've put skin in the game as it relates to the ministry of Jesus within this region. And there's something about that. There's something about saying, man, I'm here, I'm planted in, and not, I'm not talking about the harbor in and of itself. I'm talking about in this region. Like, they were like, man, we're going all in. And that was a face step even financially for you guys to do that. So, amazing. And, and not only that, but, but like Darren said, Amanda's family is in Indiana. My family is in Montana. So when we moved down here, the first thing we walked through those double doors, the Lord said, is, is you're safe to family here. This is family. So it's, it's, a, it's a commitment to what God speaks over who we are. Um, and yeah, putting roots down. And so we're not, like I said, going anywhere. What we're actually doing is taking a step forward kind of into the unknown. Um, we feel a grace like leading us forward into um, uh, different places of involvement here at the harbor. We don't know exactly what that looks like, but um, I just want to say we feel expansion and growth in our lives, but this is not just in our lives. I feel like this is a, a sign and a representation of Come expansion on. in every life in Come this on. room. Come on. Amanda, share with us a little bit about this journey. And then we'll okay, so off. I'm already crying, so it's going to continue. I, um, Back, like back in the late winter, early spring is when we started feeling a shift. And, and it's, and, you know, we've been walking with Jesus long enough to be paying attention to those signs of when like, oh gosh, we're being uprooted and I don't know what that means and I don't know what that looks like, but okay, what are we doing? And um, we started feeling God just sort of like wiggling the plant, you know, like to uproot a little bit and move us. And we felt like he, the grace was moving. It wasn't just, it wasn't like it was just lifting and being gone, but it was moving. And it felt, I felt really strongly that we needed to follow the grace or we would be in the wrong place. Oh, that rhymes. You're welcome. Uh, we, I felt like we were no longer in the right seat if that makes sense. And it felt like we needed to move in order to make space for what God had for this next season. And um, it was really threw us off. And it felt like, um, it also felt like we would just be stunting everything, like the ministry and the students and ourselves, if we didn't follow God in that, in that move. So we sat down with Darren and Wendy and Julie, and we kind of just laid it all out. And we're like, here's where we are. We don't really have an answer. We don't have a plan, but we feel God transitioning us. We feel the grace moving, and um, they were so supportive and so present and cared so much about, like, the condition of our hearts, and it was just so beautiful, um, but at the time, we didn't have any idea. We were like, we're not leaving. We're not dropping these kids whom we've poured everything into. Like, we're not just going to drop this ministry, but so we're going to stay here as long as we need to stay here in order for this transition to be healthy, 
And um, it, it, yeah, I, we didn't know who it was, but like within like a couple weeks of our first meeting, we were like, I was like, I have somebody on my heart, but it's weird because I don't live here. And Darren was like, I have somebody on my heart too, but I don't want to say it. And then we ended up like sharing and it was the exact same person, people. And um, well, I don't want to give too much away, but it was just crazy because God was, God was moving and we didn't know where, but it was an immediate confirmation that we were headed in the right direction because he immediately like brought the provision and the answer. We didn't have to go seek it out, you know. He just was like, here you go. Um, and it was a pretty powerful moment, right? Yeah. Because there was stuff going on in your heart and then I had like a distant thought, but we didn't know even if this would come together, which we'll share at the end, but it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's just been, we told the students and the, and the parents on Thursday and it was a really emotional and heavy, but really beautiful time um, just to be able to express how much it's meant to each I can't talk, it's right here. What, what, I think is, what I think is powerful is when there's a transition, we talked about Abby and John Paul last week and, and how they ended up moving to Atlanta and how healthily that was done. This is what healthy transition looks like within ministry. If, if there's not tears and compassion and deep things in the heart, then something wasn't quite right. So we want to celebrate that, just and celebrate you guys and your heart and, and just uh, what you've done and what you mean to these kids. And I know we're, I know we're running out of time, um, but I want to say a couple of things. The role that they've had, and that will actually continue to stay in the same space, has been a very minimal part-time role. So they're not getting paid a lot of money. Spencer actually is working a full-time job outside of youth ministry. Amanda was doing other things to earn income, and she was giving hours to the church without pay in some other areas of service. So I want to just honor, like, not only all the beautiful things that they've done for our kids over these last five years, and even prior to that in another city, for the sake of our king, but honor your willingness and your heart to give. And, and, and think about this, like they're stepping out into a realm of faith now because the funds for youth transfer to the next youth leaders, but what is for them tomorrow is unknown at this moment. And if I could say this, like, and I say this on behalf of our king and, our, and the kingdom that we serve, there's some things that God wants to move us into as a house, and we need the provision for that to take place. Like, I, I am growing, I am learning, like, as a leader, like, to be even more vulnerable here. But for the sake of, like, what Jesus wants to do, I believe in two spaces, pastorally and in, in some other realms, even in terms of, like, execution and what's going on here, man. God is wanting to bring provision to this house. You know, we all live meagerly, simply, you know, just we walk in this out in the right integrity, but I want to see God make space for people that are stepping out in faith with dreams. Can I get an amen right there? That's awesome, right? So as we felt this transition, you guys had some people in your heart that, that you were sensing maybe God had, but they lived in another city, right? Which was totally weird to think about. Like, how is that going to come together? Could you share about that? Amanda, are you back yet? Yeah, I'm gonna... back. <laughs> Amanda's back. She's back. Yeah, and I just I want to make it clear, just like you know, the reason she started crying is how valuable all of you are to us. Um, I mean, there's faces back there that I don't want to call you out by name, but um, yeah, it's actually shared with one student specifically um, how she'll never know how um, how just her openness to like receive from our leadership like actually was a catalyst for. Um, yeah, just incredible. Like one, one of the most powerful encounters of God I've ever had was through this, uh, this sixth grade student. And, and that's just one of hundreds of beautiful stories. But just this, this uh, ministry with Jesus that's, that doesn't just teach and pour out, but gets, gets to receive as well. This has been life-giving, and we've grown together. This has been so, so, like, um, so valuable to us. And it looks like kingdom because we, some of the core values of this place, um, if you haven't seen on the walls or, or some of the, the core values, is that 
we believe we're, we're sons and daughters of a king. We, we don't just say that as like, you know, we, oh, this is a cool idea. We want to walk in the identity that, that God has like, given us. And so we came into a culture here that, that it was so much more than just teaching. It was so much more than just beautiful truth. Like this, this was yeah, real in, in this place. And so we began to walk out. Like I feel like our eyes were opened up to, to the kingdom of God that was like, unfolding. And I even just felt like up here that there were people in the room questioning they were going to see us stepping into the next stage of our destiny and we're like what what about me i don't like i've been asking this has been really hard and i felt to pray like like not just me us over you but like for you to daily say god give me eyes to see ears to hear the kingdom of god that's developing in my life because that that's really what we stepped into was a, a kingdom culture and they are powerful, powerful sons and daughters of God, kings and queens in the spirit. Like, I'm telling you, the stuff that they walk in is, is incredible. And so with that being said, um, the, the reason I'm sharing that is, is we, we were just faithful stewards. We just wanted to walk with them, journey with them. I feel like we have lions and lionesses, and sometimes it's just we're just charging forward with them. And so for this to be a handoff to new leaders, we knew this had to be God. This had to be you know, people that would come into a, a space that understood like stewardship on a kingdom level. Um, so, wait, what was the question? We're just talking about... Who's going to be the next pastors of the youth? Okay. We ran through this like 10 times. It's fine. Okay. So I um, don't even know the people that God really put on my heart very well because they haven't lived here almost the whole time that we've lived here. Um, but I started thinking about Juan and Savannah Alban. 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 And that is Darren and Wendy's daughter and son-in-law. And they were just like on my heart. And I didn't even know that they did youth ministry already. I didn't really know anything about them, but you know, Holy Spirit, he just starts speaking. And I was just like, this feels right. And I, and I, but I, I, I don't know. I just was like, and it'd be so cool. Cause they already have the DNA of the Harbor. Cause I was like, not about to just, you know, drop it. You know, there's no way we are just going to leave this just, um, in the hands of anybody. So uh, it was really cool because in a meeting with Darren, I was like, these people are my heart. And he said, and I was like, those are the ones. You know, we had the whole conversation and it was really cool and really confirming and really beautiful. And I was like, but they don't live here. And he said, well, they're moving back in December. And I was like, what? So all that to say, our timeline is um, we will be transitioning out by January, 2020. And, um, it's like really bittersweet because I know God has so much destiny for Deep End and it's now time to pass the baton. We're not the ones that are going to lead them into the next season and that was really, really made clear. So um, they're actually here today, which is cool. So here, if you guys could come up and then Sarah, if you don't mind just coming up on the keyboard, what I want to do is I want you guys to meet Savannah and Juan. Let's see. It's my beautiful daughter. Son-in-law, they met in high school and had a liking for each other, and then navigated the courtship process afterward, and then have been married now almost five years. So, and and as Amanda mentioned, um, they've been gone for ten years now um, from this place. So many of you may not even know we had a daughter or a son-in-law. Uh, we do, and uh, they're beautiful people. And 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 just say a little bit, and then what I want to have you guys do, I want you all to just pray over them as we close today and um well good morning everybody uh for those that don't know my name is juan this is my wife savannah um unless you're colombian like me my name is juan pablo right there you go uh and it's so good to be here the 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 very first thing even even more important than than youth ministry or, or any type of ministry is just sharing how important this house is to me personally uh, this is honestly where I f- f- had my first encounter with the Lord, like the first like real one where I said, God, whoa, this is, this is big, right? Uh, and faces that I've always loved my whole life. Grant, Grant taught me everything about Jesus that I know, but I taught Grant how to play soccer. That's a fact. That is a fact. Yeah. No, that yeah. is not true at all. That's not true. <laughs> but uh, but, but um, this house means the world to us. Savannah and I got married across the street. Um, you know, I've sat right there for, for a very long time until Savannah finally agreed to marry me. It took about eight years, but, but um, we're, we're, we're very excited for this. A little bit about where, where we've been for quite a bit was uh, when, when I started first going to the harbor, I was just about to graduate from high school, and I actually went off to college. We did the whole long distance thing, which, which Lord, 
I wish on no one, right? But we did the long distance thing when we were dating, and, and I went to Moody Bible Institute in Chicago where, where I felt the Lord really say, hey, I want you in the lives of my young ones. I want you in the lives of, of the ones that are going to change the world. I said, yeah, let's do it. So, so that's where, where my senior year, that's where Savannah and I, in, in college, we got married. Um, so that was the first four years, and after that, we felt the call to go towards the south, and we, we weren't really sure where, but God made it very clear that Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee, where we have no connections to at all, except for where the Holy Spirit was going. So that's where we've been the last four years. Um, do you want to share a little bit about what's going on in Nashville? So Juan, actually, what brought us out there was his teaching. He taught at a, at a Christian school out there and taught Bible and theater. And um, I went out there and then ended up getting on staff at a church called Legacy Nashville. And we just really felt like it was going to be a time for us to figure out who are we together as a couple and what is God calling us into. And, and both Juan and myself, we taught at a theater in a um, public school, inner city Chicago, which was beautiful and and so anyways, we just, we're just excited about this next chapter, about being home and about being able to see who you guys are and what you carry and what you walk in. And um, there's just an inheritance, one, that we feel here, but also just an excitement for what God's doing right now on the earth. And uh, we're just coming up fired up and ready to go. Like, that's, that's all I can say. I was just talking to my dad last night, and I was like, man, I just feel like a bull in a little pen. I just keep hitting the gate, and I'm just ready to, to get out there, and we're ready to do this together. And so, yeah. Yeah, so what we're going to do, I'm going to have Spencer and Amanda come and just pray over them. And, and then across the street, if you're a parent of a youth or you're a youth here today, we'd love to hang out with you for a little bit. They could get to just say hello. We could celebrate Spencer and Amanda as is appropriate in this moment. So... I want you guys just to pray over them and just commission them. Father, we thank you so much for your gentle and, and clear leading and your, your, the big plans that you have for this ministry, the big plans you have for all four of us in this next season. God, there's, there's nothing. You don't ever take us down. You always take us from glory to glory. So we thank you that whatever this next season holds for Deep End and just for us um, as couples and as, as just as followers, God, that it's, it's just going to be unto glory and glory and glory and it's going to be better and better and we're just so thankful God that we just get to follow you in faith and we're thankful that that you have um, you're opening up space for new leaders to rise up and you're opening up space for for new vision and new and new dreams and new um yeah, just like even new anointing, God. We're thankful that you are just pouring out over at Harbor and that this is all just a part of, of your big plan for, for what you have for this, this city, God. And we just want to be a part of that in whatever way it is. So right now we just we just we just pass it off. God, spiritually, I just say, like, here, here you go. God, we just bless Swan and Savannah in this next season. We bless them to, to lead and to, and to guide and to hear and to serve these students, God. Um, we're thankful for every gift that they carry. We just pray for more. We pray for more fine-tuning of their ear to hear you. We pray for even more anointing over them as they, as they guide this ministry and these young people, God, that, that you would um, just pour out the vision that you have for this next season. And, and I just see you guys running so fast. I see you guys running with joy and and this this ministry is just going to take off like there's just going to be so much like like immediate um like acceleration as soon as everybody's in the right place there's going to be immediate acceleration so we say thank you to that god god our our spirits stand at attention right now because i our eyes the eyes of this house are not on new leaders or or, or leaders that are transitioning out our our eyes are on you right now like I feel like heaven's attention over this house because we've been saying you're getting all people in the right places you're moving things in the right areas God but we just we, we just stand in awe of your goodness we stand in awe God of the stories that are being united that you're writing you're a beautiful author and God I love even every life in the room that's represented their story that they're here with purpose and power God but I, I do I just I, I want to pray a blessing over Juan and Savannah God a, a, a truly like a biblical blessing that there'll be a transference God of a grace and an increase God of what was and what, what was even over Amanda and I Lord we pray for increase right now in Jesus mighty name Lord we're asking and 
And with the agreement of this house, the faith with this house, this is bigger than just um, an agreement over um, their leadership. This is an agreement of this house to see revival in the youth of this region, Jesus. That's what we're believing for. That's what we're crying out for. Lord, like we know the state of, of, you, of, of the youth in, in this area. There, there's a lot over their lives. There's, there's a lot of oppression, depression, and a lot that would come against their lives. But we are speaking with destiny and from the heart of the Father that says, Lord, we want breakthrough, Jesus. We were asking you, God, that you would you would move mightily in the youth of this area, Jesus. I pray for, for burning eyes of fire in Juan and Savannah that love like you do, that would call, call lost sons and daughters out of darkness and, God, into the fullness of life in Jesus' name. Lord, we, we agree, God, that we're asking for a shift and not just a tipping point in this house, God, but, but in this area. And we thank you, God, for what rests on them and what's going to lead them forward. We bless them in Jesus' name. Come on, let's give it up to the Lord. It's beautiful. Let's all stand as we go today. There could be one big altar call today, which is um, to breathe the fragrance of Jesus in the earth and to reflect the gifts that he's given us and also his nature and to meet the felt needs of people that he's going to bring across our path. Could we pray for that? Lord, thank you that all over this room you're positioning each heart. This is not a moment to stay still to stay stagnant, but to move forward. Lord, I speak that over every heart in this room. I thank you that over each heart in their life, that they have a destiny to reveal Christ to the earth. And in revealing Christ, they will reveal the Father. Lord, we ask you that the gifts that are within us will meet the nature of Jesus that is within us. And the two realities will become one. And we will be a fragrance and have opportunity to meet the needs of those in our community that just are desperate for a cold drink of water and will be sensitive to give them that cup that they can partake of it. We love you, Lord. Let's pray over this, over our region. Lord, we thank you that this is a moment in history, a moment in our journey that God is upon us, and we recognize that up till 2020, you are positioning us You're putting everything in alignment, and we just say yes to your will, yes to your plans. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Listen, I know we got to go get our kids. God bless you guys. Say hey to someone that you don't know. We'll have some of our ministry team down here. If you have anything going on in your life that you need prayer for, you don't know Jesus, you have prayer for sickness or healing, visit our Anchor Cafe over there. God bless you guys. Have an amazing Sunday.